Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Founded in 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the greater Boston area and beyond. We are located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets, across from the Public Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. Long before the COVID-19 pandemic, Americans were experiencing an epidemic of loneliness. A Kaiser Family Foundation survey revealed that 22% of people in the United States are lonely, or were lonely before we were all told that in order to save our lives, we had to stay away from each other. Suddenly, all of us are alone or crammed into small family groups, which for some is proving even more isolating. I want to offer two reflections. Here are the headlines. First, unlike the 1918 flu pandemic, when there was no way to be in touch with each other, we have virtual access to each other and ways to be with each other as never before. And second, this is a time to deepen our spiritual practice not only to manage the feelings that arise with isolation, but also to deepen our experience of being together in a whole new way. Over the past two weeks, hundreds and hundreds of people have attended our live-streamed worship services. Our Wednesday virtual tea parties, joyfully hosted by Reverend Beth and me, were both lively and intimate. When was the last time we took a break at 4 o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon to sit down for tea with friends and the not yet befriended? I'll admit I was astounded. Social distancing from you goes against every fiber of my being. Throughout my ministry when I've said we need one another, It came with the image in my mind's eye of all of us gathered in our sanctuary. Overnight, all that changed. Now when I say we need one another, I'm picturing you announcing yourselves as you appear on the Zoom platform, your beautiful faces appearing in little Hollywood squares. My heart. So now it's time to be curious. Instead of assuming that loneliness is just a part of this new everyday life, and especially that these times seem to point to a conclusion of separation and isolation, let's look again. In yet another plot twist in this astonishing story we're living right now, there are more choices to be connected than ever before. Now what takes us away from connection is too much stimulation, especially too much attention on the media and deprioritizing relationships. When we understand that, 
we can make a different choice. When we open our computers to check the news, instead we can check in with friends and share how we're faring. And as always, helping someone else changes everything. Please know that every time we show up for worship or a virtual gathering or class helps strengthen our beloved spiritual community, reminding us that although we are apart, we are not alone. Many of us are swirling with difficult emotions now, anxiety, fear, anger, grief. But over and over in my own life, I have been reminded that hardship and suffering are the primary catalysts for change for the good. If we dedicate ourselves to working with our difficult emotions, we can be a part of that change, part of that good. Here is American author and Zen priest Norman Fisher reflecting on the time following the unexpected death of his best friend, Rabbi Alan Liu. All too many of us in times like these just don't have the heart to do spiritual practice. But these are the best times for practice because motivation is so clear. Practice is not simply a lifestyle, church, a lifestyle choice or a refinement. There is no choice. It's a matter of survival. The tremendous benefit of simple meditation practice is most salient in these moments. Having exhausted all avenues of activity that might change our outward circumstances and given up on other means of finding inner relief for our raging or sinking mind, there is nothing better to do than to sit down and just be present with our situation. As you listen to these next two paragraphs, as Norman Fisher directs us in a brief guided meditation, I invite us to sit and share a moment of this practice together. Let's sit in reflection, meditation, and prayer. Find your breath and let's breathe together. Norman Fisher writes, there you sit, feeling your body. You notice you are breathing. You also notice that troubling thoughts and feelings are present in the mind. You are not sitting here to make them go away or to cover them up with pleasant and encouraging spiritual slogans. There they are, all your demons, your repetitive negative themes. Your mind is, to borrow a phrase from poet Michael Palmer, a museum of negativity. And you are sitting there quietly Breathing inside that museum. Breathing in. Breathing out. There is nothing else to do. You can't fix. 
affects anything. The situation is beyond that. Gradually, it dawns on you that these dark thoughts and anxious feelings are just that. Thinking. Feeling. They are exhibits in the museum of negativity, but not necessarily realities of the outside world. This simple insight that thoughts and feelings are just thoughts and feelings is slight, but it makes a difference. You continue to sit, continue to pay attention to your breath, and you label everything else thinking, feeling, thinking feeling. Breathing in and breathing out. Eventually you're able to pick up your coat from the coat check and walk out of the museum into the sunlight. Let's walk together. There are so many kinds of spiritual practice. This is a wonderful time to choose one, for starters, and go deep. Perhaps you want to enter more deeply into this time of unexpected solitude and silence. Perhaps you want to balance this sudden full stop in some activities with starting others. It is already proving to be a time of tremendous improvisation and innovation. Perhaps you want to make your practice a devotion to making connections. Whatever you choose, know that we are all together encouraging one another, uplifting and upholding one another, and strengthening the bonds of our beloved spiritual community. Know that I am holding each of you in my heart. You are not alone. This is an excerpt from Letter to a Young Activist During Troubled Times. Some beautiful encouragement from American author and Jungian an analyst, Dr. Clarissa Pincola Estes. She writes, mis amigos, dear ones, do not lose heart. We were made for these times. I have heard from so many recently who are deeply and properly bewildered. They are concerned about the state of affairs in our world. Ours is a time of almost daily astonishment and often righteous rage over the latest degradations of what matters most to civilized, visionary people. You are right in your assessments. The, the luster and hubris some have aspired to whole endorsing acts so heinous against children, elders, everyday people, the poor, the unguarded, the helpless, is breathtaking. Yet I urge you, ask you, gentle you, to please not spend your spirit dry by bewailing these difficult times. Especially, do not lose hope. Most particularly because we were made for these times, yes. For years we have been learning, practicing, been in training for and just waiting to meet on this exact 
plane of engagement. Clarissa Pinkole Estes continues, I grew up on the Great Lakes and recognize a seaworthy vessel when I see one. Regarding awakened souls, there have never been more able crafts in the waters than there are right now across the world. And they are fully provisioned and able to signal one another as never before in the history of humankind. You are not alone. We are needed. That is all we can know. Ours is not the task of fixing the entire world all at once, but of stretching out to mend that part of the world that is within our reach. Any small, calm thing that one soul can do to help another soul, to assist some portion of this poor, suffering world, will help. It is not given to us to know which acts or by whom will cause the critical mass to tip toward an enduring good. One of the most calming and powerful actions you can take to intervene in a stormy world is to stand up and show your soul. Soul on deck shines like gold in dark times. The light of the soul throws sparks, can send up flares, build signal fires, causes proper matter to catch fire. To display the lantern of soul in shadowy times like these, to be fierce and to show mercy toward others is an act of immense bravery and greatest necessity. Struggling souls catch light from other souls who are fully lit and willing to show it. If you would help to calm the tumult, this is one of the strongest things you can do. Clarissa Pinkole Estes concludes, there will always be times when you feel discouraged. I too have felt despair many times in my life, but I do not keep a chair for it. I will not entertain it. It is not allowed to eat from my plate. Remember, when a great ship is in harbor and moored, it is safe. But that is not what great ships are built for. Beloved spiritual companions, let us not be lonely. The opportunities for connection are myriad. Every time we show up strengthens our beloved community. Let us be together, though apart. May we intervene now in this stormy world, deepening our practice of awakening and show our souls. May they shine like gold. May we throw sparks, send up flares, build signal fires, and so kindle the flame in other souls. We were made for these times. You are not alone. I love you. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear from you via email at office at ASCBoston.org or through our Facebook page. 
If you would like to support the good work of Arlington Street Church, please consider a contribution by checking the mail or through our website, ASCBoston.org.